0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy-ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and French fry activist, and you're listening to 100% healthy-ish. Here's the thing, as a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle an end of the health conversation and after years of clinical and coaching experience I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're gonna love to be healthy-ish we move beyond the boring basics and consider some ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health are you ready it's gonna be fun let's go Today's Healthyish Hack is all about fascia. Um, In the episode last week with Lisa Lavoie and Human Design, and then again in Tuesday's episode with Shalna Smith, I talked about fascia and being a really fascial person. And I thought that it might be helpful to actually break that down and talk about what is fascia, how does it affect our overall well being and health, and how can we work with our fascia. Um, So I realized probably about six or seven years ago now, that a lot of my headaches and a lot of pain that I was having in my neck and shoulders and back was actually because of my fascia. I had done chiropractic adjustments and I had done sort of standard massage therapy and those things helped a little bit, but I would really quickly find myself feeling out of alignment again. They'd help really temporarily for like 15 minutes sometimes. And then I'd like Fall back into this bad alignment, and I could feel the pain and the stiffness coming back. And not long after that, I found a massage therapist who does fascial work. And I didn't know what that meant. All I knew was that I could barely tolerate a half hour appointment with her. I had to start with 30 minute appointments. She was working so gently on my body, but it was so incredibly painful for me. And then we slowly started to build up the treatment. And over the course of about a year, I got to the point where I now see her uh, for an hour. At first, it was an hour every week. And now I see her for an hour every other week. And it has become super integral to my overall healthy-ish plan. I love to exercise. I talk about that a lot. I love to move my body. And I find that at the age of 43, this is The thing that allows me to prevent injury and to keep my body moving. And that's because, you know, of course, I love exercise, but also I spend, you know, I I oscillate between exercising my body and then sitting my body at a computer for large chunks of the day. And that combination is incredibly hard on our bodies and it's hard on our fascia. I'm also a pretty emotional person, I'm very sensitive. I take things you know very personally i feel things very deeply and um, i'm going to talk a little bit about why that affects the fascia and how that can cause fascial issues so just to backtrack for a second fascia is a very thin layer of connective tissue that like envelops your body underneath of your skin it's like um a unitard or a wetsuit that actually sort of envelops all of the tissues of your body underneath your skin. You can imagine it like a thin layer of saran wrap that sort of is underneath your skin and that wraps all of your tissues up. And for a long time, we thought of it as, you know, quote unquote, just a connective tissue. And people didn't think that much about it. But as research has advanced, what we've realized is that it's actually the secret organ it's a secret sensory organ that's directly connected to our stress and emotional response centers. And so if you are someone who perceives stress in certain ways and feels emotions in certain ways like I do, our body tends to and likes to store that stress and those emotions in our fascia. And when fascia is healthy, it's really malleable. So it's it's hydrated and it's flexible and it's thin and it just is like moving really beautifully. But when fascia becomes unhealthy, which can happen because of ongoing stress, not moving our bodies, being stagnant, sitting at computers, You know, even I found in my own body, like lifting too heavy of weights can really affect my fascia. So there's certain kinds of movement that I just don't do. It could be right for you, but for me, it affects my fascia negatively. Um, When fascia is not healthy, it actually thickens and it hardens and it twists. And that will cause all kinds of structural and alignment issues in your body. And so what I discovered with this specific massage therapist was it wasn't that I had a muscle pull, like my muscles were actually in good shape, but when my shoulders were hurting or my low back was hurting, it was actually that my fascia was hardening and twisted. And the thing that's really, you know, extra interesting about this organ is because it envelops all of your joints and your tissues and your muscles in this like layer of saran wrap, you know, if it gets twisted up in my right hip, it can also affect my left shoulder. Because it's like, if you can imagine pulling on a sweater, I'm wearing this like V-neck sweater at the moment. And if you can imagine me pulling on the bottom right corner of the V-neck sweater, I'm pulling on the bottom right corner, but it's also yanking on the left shoulder. And so there are these like spiral lines that people have discovered where fascia moves and pulls and, you know, the issues that are in your feet might not be coming from your feet. In fact, it's likely coming from somewhere else and it's just your feet that are showing the problem. So first of all, I will say that when my fascia gets tightened and hardened, um, and twisted, I definitely feel it in my physical body. It's also tiring. So it affects my energy levels. I get headaches. Um, just all kinds of really big health stuff start to pop up for me. So what can we do about that? Because the great news is that fascia is really resilient and it wants to be malleable and it wants to be flexible and it wants to move beautifully. So if you think that you might be suffering from some thickened, hardened, unhealthy fascia, what can you do? The first thing, one of the best, easiest things that I resisted for ages was using a foam roller. A foam roller is an incredible way to um, like, and you'll hear crunching almost when you use a foam roller in certain parts of your body where you're really like working out the density that's in the fascia. But you can find um great foam rolling routines just on YouTube for free, and foam rolling your body is an incredible way to bring um uh, circulation and fluid and and lubrication to the fascia and to sort of work out the kinks and the hardness that are in the fascia and to to break that apart, to break it down so that you can rehydrate that tissue. The other thing, like I've already mentioned, is massage. Massage has been my number one, you know, fascial massage has been my number one way to keep my fascia healthy. Um, I have a friend who's a naturopath. Her name's Tara Sloan, and she also does myo. I want to say it's myoactivation, but it's using a needle to actually break up the crunchiness in the fascia and to bring blood flow to that area and to release any strictures in the fascia. And I have found it to be like borderline miraculous. There was one summer where, um, I don't know what happened, but my right shoulder, I just couldn't, I couldn't move my arm beyond You know, the height of my shoulder. Like I couldn't put it over my head if I was like swinging it in a circle. I could only bring it up to shoulder height and it was stuck. And my massage therapist and I, who I love and adore, were working on my body and she really, you know, honed in on the fact that I had some strictures in my left hip and my left kind of abdomen and stomach, but we just couldn't, you know, it would help for a little bit and then it would get stuck again. And so that summer I saw Tara and she, actually needled those areas. She found strictures in the exact same places, needled them. And within one treatment, I could move my arm over my head and it never went back. Like it was fine. It's been fine ever since. It's kind of miraculous and incredible like that. So that's interesting. And I will also say, um, I know a lot of people get things like Botox for migraines. And I think that's amazing. There's also been some Speculation, you know, it could be the Botox that's the mechanism of action that's releasing or relieving the migraines. It could also be all of the injection points into the fascia that releases and and relubricates and facilitates a healthy fascia that could be alleviating the headache. So that's just a side a side note, but something else that's kind of interesting. So things like acupuncture, myoactivation um, can be incredible. Also, just simple movement, moving your body, not sitting at a computer all day. And it's not just simple movement, it's simple non-linear movement. So again, for years, I was a runner, which I think is probably the beginning point of my fascial issues, where I'm using the exact same muscles in a very linear way. Um, And then I moved into heavy weightlifting, which was quite linear. Um, Although I will say that I did start doing some functional weightlifting, which is different. It's it's quite non-linear and would be great for your fascia. But things just like Simple swinging of the arms, um, rotating the body. Again, you can find a low Roxburg is a great fascial expert, and you can find her on Instagram. And she often has neat movement, um, like videos that you can follow. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes of non-linear twisting, swinging, opening movements. That's incredibly good for your fascia. Okay, what else? Fascial foods. Um, you know, as with anything, take it with a grain of salt. Only eat things that feel good to you and feel good in your body. But I will say that fascia loves to be hydrated. So making sure you get lots of fluids and water and electrolytes. Um, most people are magnesium deficient. So a little bit of magnesium could be really helpful if it's the right thing for you. I'm not your naturopath. I'm just suggesting that this is something that's helpful for fascia. Always consult with your own doctors before you take supplements. Um, but the fascia also loves foods that are high in collagen or help with collagen production, filled with amino acids, and foods that are really good for gut health. So when it comes to foods that are great for your fascia, I want you to think about adding in things like bone broth, citrus, peppers, um. High fiber things like ground flaxseed or chia seeds, greens, antioxidant rich teas like green tea and white tea, avocados, healthy fats like avocado oil and olive oil and coconut oil, berries, dark chocolate, (laughs) nuts. Uh, And then, of course, the always lovely red wine, turmeric, all of these, you know, just like gorgeous, dense foods are going to be incredible um, for your fascia. So if you are dealing with ongoing body pain, stiffness, injuries, headaches. If you're feeling low energy, in addition to like looking into the bigger picture, which is of course always the fundamental, you know, the foundation of Healthy-ish, really think about maybe exploring the health of your fascia. Um, Listen to the episode with Lisa Lavoie. Listen to the episode with Shalna, the importance of completing the stress cycle and processing our our emotions in a physical way, and then maybe put some practices into place to help keep your fascia supple and flexible and hydrated and healthy. That's all for me today. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing weekend. If you're listening to this when this goes live, um, don't forget to rate and review. Reach out to me too. I always love to hear from you um, on Instagram, in my DMs, or email me hello at foodfreedombodylove.com to let me know what you think of the episode. And you can, of course, always find a link to leave me a voice note if you have any comments or questions about healthy ish that you'd be happy to have included in a podcast. Okay, have a good one.